listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. This is the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on the show, and Happy New Year. This is the very first show of the year 2022. What's your year going to be like this year in terms of how you get business? What changes are you going to make and how you make connections with those who can benefit from your service? Well, our special guest today is going to help you do just that, make some significant changes in how you market your professional services or your products or your offerings. Barbara Rosgoni leads Corey West Media. It's a creative business growth consultancy that attracts attention, builds brands and connects communities within a 4D framework. I've met Barbara personally. I've seen her speak before, and she's masterful on the stage as well as the content that she gives. And you'll see that and you'll hear that today. Make sure you check out the show notes so you can connect with her and get all the great offerings that she has. She's fantastic and has some great solid content. I know that's helped me and hopefully it will help you as well. Thanks for listening. And here's Barbara. Hey, this is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. We've got a special guest today. Barbara Rosgoni is joining me. And Barbara, thanks for being on the show today. Oh, it's wonderful to be here, Scott. I'm so excited. Me too. And I saw you speak at a conference with Jeffrey Gittimer and Jane Herlong, and you shared the stage with them. You had some fantastic ideas on marketing, PR. That's something that everybody that's in the business of getting business wants. And so I really appreciate you being on the show and sharing your expertise. And so our topic today is crushing sales quotas in 2022. So my question for you is this, as people are looking at moving in to 2022, what do you think they should have top of mind in terms of business development? What are some things in your area of expertise that they should keep top of mind as they want to focus on uh, really crushing it this year? Well, it's a great question, Scott, because, you know, you need to really, there's so much you can think about with marketing and sales and PR. I mean, you can just get lost. There's a lot of different things you can do. So I think the first thing to keep top of mind is what do you want to achieve? You know, who are you looking for? What are your goals? And really make it, it sounds really kind of basic, but make it as simple as you can. So let me ask you this. Are you talking about in terms of how much do I want to close in sign contracts in terms of developing a niche or uh, getting certain types of clients? What have you seen is most helpful for people as they're looking at strategizing for this year? I think what's most helpful is having a system that works over and over again and knowing who you want to talk to, why you want to talk to them, and really having a route that you can follow. I have a program called uh, 4D Marketing, so it's Digital Direct Dynamic and Data. And what we do is we set up a system that works every time. And yes, you can customize it. You can change it out based on your client. But you really want to have a pattern that you can follow and a framework that's really going to help support you in your sales. Well, that's good. Kind of, I guess, could we call it a formula or a recipe or something Mm -hmm. like that? For sure. So let me ask you this then. What sort of industries have you worked in where people have hired you and you've seen them meet or exceed their goals? Kind of tell us a little bit more about that. I want to kind of talk about the 4D method that you mentioned. Yeah, for sure. Well, a lot of times I come in and I'm a consultant on the front end. So I come in and do an audit and then we look at what's working now. We change things up. And 
you know, it's it's amazing when you look at industries, they might think that they're looking at the right area. And I'm just going to use hotels as an example. So mm-hmm. they might think that what they want to do is get more meetings business, but really what they want is they want more weekend business. So if you're looking at the B2B space, are you even getting the right kind of business that you need to get? So that's one thing. We, yeah, it's one thing we look at. And just to take one piece, the digital part, when we look at, at like with one law firm we worked at, worked with, they were one of the top law firms in the country, but you'd never know it if you looked at their LinkedIn profile. You know, they had like 25, I think at least 25 different partners and their profiles were not consistent at all. The lead partner had just their name and a, a picture of them that looked like they were almost behind bars. And <laughs> to work. So I said, well, here's what I want to talk to. And they said, you can never talk to that person. And I said, fine. So they told him that I was working on the, the project. And he said, absolutely, I'll talk to her. And they said, you have 10 minutes. And I said, fine. So I prepared tight questions for 10 minutes. 45 minutes later, we hung up. And he wanted to talk about how he loves social media. No one knew he had an Instagram account. No one knew all this stuff that he was doing behind the scenes. And so what we did is we took his profile and we rewrote it and made him the leader that he was, the thought leader of the profession. And then we used that to really mirror everyone's along the way so that we had a, a really consistent, cohesive approach for everyone who looked at that firm on LinkedIn. So it was you- change dramatic. So when you did that work, were you keeping in mind what their ultimate goal was for the year? Yes, absolutely. And that's what we want to do. We want to look at who are you trying to reach? And then we weave that in in a lot of different ways. One of the simplest ways is keywords. So for example, if you are a law firm and you specialize in bankruptcy, you want to make sure that you have that as one of your keywords. Uh, If you specialize in mergers and acquisitions, you want to make sure that you have those keywords. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then you're, you're missing opportunities. So that's one of the easiest ways to really focus your sales is to look at what keywords you're using because that's going to attract the kind of clients that you want. And I remember you talking about this when you gave that seminar that I attended and it was brilliant. And you're right, it's simple, but knowing who your audience is, who do you want to attract? And I think that's something a lot of professionals, they just need to kind of step back, go into the planning room and think about their strategy a little bit more. And that's a common theme that I've heard from other experts that we've had on the show. So when you talk about an audit, I'm kind of curious, what is it that you're looking at when you come into an organization that hires you and you conduct an audit? First, that's a scary word. <laughs> so yeah. do, you, do you get any resistance from people? Do they give you two sets of books? I mean, what is it that, what is it that you're looking at? I think it can be a scary word from an accounting perspective, but from a marketing perspective, when you say it's an audit that includes a competitive analysis, then everyone is really excited. You know, they want to know how are we doing in comparison to the competition, especially sales and marketing people. They're all about how can we play this game better? So when we look at the audit, it's really fascinating to look at who's doing well, who's not doing so well. We find areas where the competitor has completely missed opportunities. We can go in and and just get into those. We weave in cultural aspects. And so what happens is they go from spending, gosh, you know, companies can spend so much. And even if you're a solopreneur, you can spend a fortune on marketing. And it's not just money, it's your time. And also I think your emotions, you know, who doesn't wake up and think, oh my gosh, I should do something on LinkedIn today. Maybe you don't, Scott, but you know, a lot of people do, I do, you know, so how can we really do an audit so that we can make sure that every touch and every investment you make of your time, your money and your emotion is going to really get you what you want. I like that. Every investment and say that again, please, Barbara, of your, of your time, time, yeah, 
your money and your emotion. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a holistic approach. So if somebody's listening to this and they feel that they're saying, this is great. I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. I spent too much time in the library growing up. And I just, I just don't want to, I don't want to be around other people. And I just feel extremely uncomfortable self-promoting myself. Mm-hmm. I've always been taught never to do that. And I feel uncomfortable doing that. What would you say to that person that's listening? I would say they need to work with a coach. You know, we have life coaches and business coaches who help us get where we want to go. And if you really have a great story, and honestly, this is one of the biggest It's a challenge and it's also the biggest reward. When I work for clients who are really, really introverts and they really underplay who they are. And I come back and I say, this is who you are. They're like, that's me. And it is, it absolutely is. You know, people are so humble and they're like, I can't say that. And I'm like, you won all these awards. You can't say that. Oh yeah. I see that when I recruit partners, they have a hard time really seeing what their value is. And it's like, I tell people I can solve anybody's problems except for my own. We're too close I remember calling my wife once asking her, where's my phone? I can't find it. Well, you're calling me. (laughs) Oh, there it is in my left hand. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So you said two words I want to talk about. You said a great story. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Well, I like to think of stories. I shrink everything down as much as I can. And with storytelling, I think about the CPR method, which is challenge, process, result. And it's about as simple as you can get. So what is the challenge that someone has that they come with when they see you? What is the process you use? And what is the result that they're going to have? So that's a really way to tell a capsule sales type story. And you, then you can build up from there. You can, you know, have different characters. You can do the Joseph Campbell's hero story, which has right. eight different ste- steps. Right. I was actually you know? just thinking of that when you mentioned the great yeah, story, the hero's so, journey. Absolutely. And I do, I do a storytelling presentation, which I love, and I include photography from around the world. It's really exciting, but you know what? Storytelling can be also just overwhelming. It's like, where do I even start? So if you can start with something super simple that would be great. And you need to have a couple of stories. You can talk about why you do what you do. And for example, my company name is Corey West Media, which is named after my mother and grandmother. I don't go into the whole story. It's a poignant story, but I just don't go into it all, but it means something to me. So you have to make sure that your story means something to you. And it's also what makes you different and what makes you who you are. There's a line from a movie, we are who we were. And we are who we were is really important. You know, so my, I'm second generation Hungarian. My grandmother came over from Hungary on, on Christmas Eve. She was a pastry chef and training for a baron in Hungary. I mean, those kinds of little embroidered details are fascinating. You don't have to include them in every conversation, but really get to know who you are. And then all of a sudden, instead of being an introvert who's afraid, now you become really empowered and proud of who you are and proud to tell your story. And that's also what connects you with people because they can tell that you're authentic. That's fantastic. So how do you identify these stories with your clients? Well, we can start asking them questions, you know, tell us about, you know, this question. Probably, you know, I was thinking about this interview and I was thinking about one of the best experiences of this or examples is I had a client in South Dakota and they wanted to know what their customers thought of them. So he put together a list of 35 customers and he wanted me to call every one of them. (laughs) no one else. And I'm the lead consultant. So these people were RV dealers and I did call all 35 of them. It was probably, it was way over a 35 hour project. Yeah. Right. We got into conversation about how do you like working with this company? 
I'll tell you, I heard so many stories about what it was like that we actually developed a completely new vocabulary of how the customers talked about the company that we didn't know existed. Mm. So it was a very fulfilling and rewarding exercise, not just for me because it was fun, but also for the client and for all the customers because then their community came alive. It was very vibrant. So that's one way is to ask your customers, what's your story? Why did you do business with us? You know, what do you like about doing with business with us? How would you change? You know, so really just ask people questions and listen. That's great. Well, I like that. The challenge, the process, and the result. Mm-hmm. What are some examples that you've seen when you've consulted to your clients? What is that? And we can, I guess we can call it the arc, the hero's journey, where mm-hmm. you have this challenge, this is the process, and here's the result. Should this, should it go too deep? Personally, I see a lot of, what I think is oversharing on LinkedIn about personal challenges, which I think it's commendable that people go through them, but I think it kind of clouds people's minds with things that just they don't want to know about people that they're doing business with and having to see in a boardroom. You know know what I'm saying? But how how deep should we go on these stories? What, What are some things that you've seen in your expertise in that regard? I would say just enough to get the flavor, but you don't have to go in so much that it's it's really immersive, you know? And I'll give you an example that's not in the business world. One of our clients does custom luxury kitchen and bath design. So we could go into all kinds of stories about, you know, it was the challenge, you know, and sometimes we did. We would talk about the family and why they needed a bigger house, what was wrong with the house. I mean, there were all kinds of stories in the challenge. The process was, you know, how did they rebuild the home? You know, how did they move walls? You know, how did they add a window? Sometimes there were things like they had to build from the outside in if it was in Chicago, which was fascinating. And then the result. Well, all you have to do is look at the picture to see the result. But you can also talk about, you know, how how the new space lives. But I love that as a metaphor, because, you know, when you think about what are you building, you know, where is the structure of the relationship or the if you're doing business to business, you know, if you're an attorney and you're working with a company and you're representing and what's the structure of the business now (laughs) and, you know, how are you going to use the process to change it and what is the result? And you can also, with uh, there's also backward planning strategies for goal setting. So you could start with the result and move yourself backwards. So that's interesting. So let me ask you about that. When you say backward planning strategies, what does that mean? Well, what that means is you have the ideal outcome and you work, you go step by step backwards. I I guess this is military strategy. I don't know for sure because I've never been in the military, but I know you have. So what you do is- I didn't get very far. (laughs) (laughs) You look at the ideal outcome and then you take a, a step back, back, back until you get to the beginning. So for instance, if you were going to imagine yourself as someone who has published a book then what did it take to get there? And you write down everything you need to do and then you start at the beginning and then walk all those steps forward until you get to the end result. That's great. I like that. So somebody could look at 2022 and Mm -hmm. this is my outcome that I want to achieve. These are the people that I want to do business with. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one thing I've done, I've actually created, some people call them avatars. I call them uh, like a persona of Mm -hmm. each category of person that I want to deal with. So for example, when I'm recruiting lawyers, I would have a whale. That's a rainmaker that has a very large book that has a solid interest in exploring other options. Then I would have six of them that I would go all the way down to the Nemo, where somebody that says they're interested, but then they disappear and you can't find them. (laughs) So I would come up with different avatars for each Mm -hmm. different type of person I'm doing business with. What what do you think about that? Is that too much or is that kind of a a visual way to to synthesize what it is I'm trying to accomplish? 
I think it's great. And I actually advise people to have a brand avatar. You know, we look at the key profile personas. It doesn't mean that you can't work with more different kinds of people. But one of the ways to really imagine who that would be is to look back at your very best clients. How did they find you? What happened? How did you work together? What would you change? And really imagine that and really live in that type of experience so that you can find more people that fit it for you. Okay. So tell me about this. You said about three or four really important questions that just flowed out of you because that's your world and you think about that all the time. You think about it even without having to think about that. If I wanted to spend time strategizing to really crush my sales quotas for this year and I'm looking at who are my primary prospects, tell me about those questions again. How should I analyze this when I'm working with my colleagues or a coach? Well, I would look at a couple different things. First of all, how did they find you? Mm-hmm. As with sales and marketing, we can waste a lot of time on prospecting. And if people can come and find you, that's ideal. And I know right. it always surprises me when people find me and, and they want to work with me. And I know my marketing is working, but I didn't call them. They called yeah, me. Right, right. Yeah, so if, you can, if you can get that, that would be great. And then, you know, what is the project like? What are the parameters or what is the relationship like? You know, what is it someone that you want to work with just once or is it a company that you want to work with over time and have a contract that renews either monthly or yearly? So really think about the financials. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think also one of the really important things is, is really what is the relationship like and how do you click? You know, people that you feel really good about working with because we've all been in business where we worked. Some of the projects we've done are, are the clients we've worked with. It's been okay. But other ones, you just feel like, wow, I'm really serving this person. You're really right. feeling fulfilled. They're feeling like they're getting a great deal. You're taking them to new places. And that's really what you want. If you can honor that relationship at the highest level. Absolutely right. I think that's great. When you have it, they know you, they love you. They reach out to you. They ask for your advice. The board members know who you are then you know you're really making a difference. That's exciting, isn't it? It is, yeah. So tell me about the four Ds again. You mentioned digital, direct, dynamic, and data. What kind of give us, uh, as we wrap up here, how would you define each of those areas? Sure. Well, I came up with this because I do a lot of presentations and I work with a lot of people and I thought, you know what? We need to have a shorthand framework. Honestly, I've written, I don't know, I think over 1,200 blog posts and I I know a lot about marketing, but I'm like, I don't have time for this and neither does anyone else. So here's how it works. (laughs) The shorthand framework. The first part is digital. So Mm -hmm. digital is your profile and how do you appear online? Mm -hmm. The second part is direct. How are you going to communicate with people? And this is really where the buyer's journey and the persona comes in. And you really need to think about this ahead of time. And if you have it scripted out, it doesn't mean that you can't revise your script, but think about how you're going to be talking to them, where they're going to find you. The next part is dynamic, and that's your content marketing. So what is the fizz in your pop? What makes you a person or a company that people really want to pay attention to? And it's not just about what you create. It's also about where you show up. So this could be comments, sharing, those kinds of things. And then the last part is data. And it used to be only 3D, but I thought, you know what? Marketing is really about numbers and we really need to measure because I had one client every week we had to drive up and talk to them about their numbers. They loved it. But I'm just like, you know, it's like getting on the scale every five minutes, you know, but do measure your numbers. You need to have that data. And so that's what I like to do is wrap it all up. And then around that, I have a wired system shell, which is words, intentions, routes, experiences, and then it goes to 40 design. And then really wrapping the whole thing is PR, which is personality and reputation. Right, so that's right. how the framework works. 
And so when you say data, things that we should measure, I'm a believer in that. I'm a data junkie, by the way. I stay up late at night reading spreadsheets about my business. And, and it's really wow. interesting. <laughs> and where you just get to, it's like you can predict the future if yeah. you see what the trends are. That's true. It's like you're counting. I used to be a professional card counting blackjack player. And you know, what are the odds of the future when you pay attention to what's happened in the past? Mm-hmm. But from a business perspective, what are some of, from a high level perspective, what are some of the key indicators or variables they should be looking at in their data? Well, every business is different, you know, and I like to talk about KPIs, which are key performance indicators. Mm-hmm. You can have hard KPIs, soft KPIs. This, this is a whole nother conversation, but some simple things you can look at would be, what are your sales numbers that you need to look at? So I would like to align the data when I work with clients with their sales. So are we looking at prospects? Are we looking at conversions? Are we looking at referrals? And if you want to go down into more granular level, granular level with social media, then you can look at with LinkedIn, how many connections are do you have? I know we can have followers there now too. That number is not as important as the number of people who would look at your profile, the number of views you have on a post. So these are all little things that add up to big numbers. Right. How deep does this rabbit hole go? It's it's endless, right? Yeah, (laughs) it is. And on LinkedIn, just a quick one, you can look at your social selling index score. So the social selling index score will rank your LinkedIn profile on four different variables. Mm -hmm. And you can just check that to get a start and see what do I need to work on right now? So that would be a simple place to start. And so how do you find that social selling index score? Where would you go to find that? You can Google... uh, that and it'll pop up on LinkedIn. There's a direct URL. Yeah. Okay, good, good. That's great. Well, Barbara, I want to have you back on the show. You obviously are uh, an expert in this area. So I want to get to some of the offerings that you have, but if we could kind of take this and summarize it in three action steps people can take to get started on making this their best year ever, on really crushing their sales goals in 2022, what are some of the first three action steps you'd recommend that they take? Well, the first thing I'd recommend they do, and I recommend this to all my clients at the end of the year, is to look back at what really went well this year. Just look at what went really, really well. And what would you like to see again next year? So what can you learn from? What can you take away? You can also look at what didn't work, but I wouldn't spend as much time on that as I would on what did work and what made you feel really good. You know, So that would be step number one. Step number two is I would assess to an audit of yourself. You know, what would you like to work on? What do you think you need help with? Do you need help with social media? Do you need team training in-house? I find that, you know, I get brought in to do training and it's one session for like 20 or 30 minutes. We've gotten it up to an hour, but that really doesn't last. So now we are bringing in, we're coming in with an audit for everyone so that they can really enriches the training. And then we're also going to be doing quarterly trainings because you need to really stay on top of things. And having said that, find a source that you like, you know, because you can go, you can spend hours trying to figure out what to do. So really figure out what you need to work on. And the last thing is, if you need to really rev up your LinkedIn profile, I'd like to offer you an ebook. You can read it. And it is the chapter from Success Secrets of the Social Media Marketing Superstars. It's the LinkedIn chapter. I was LinkedIn expert in that book. And it is at crushyourquotas.com. So if you download that ebook and it's Crush Your Quotas with an S, (laughs) then you'll have all kinds of ways to really take your LinkedIn profile to the next level. That's fantastic. We're going to put that link and also your other information on the show notes for everybody that's listening. 
And then tell us about what are some of the offerings that you have? I know we, we understand that you're a consultant, but what are some other things that you want people listening to know where you can help them in terms of your services? Well, thanks for asking, Scott. I love working with people and companies who want to get more visibility and more attention. And so what I like to say I do is I attract attention, build brands, and help people and companies click with clients. And the ways we do that, consulting is one way, you know, that's one way to come in and do uh, an audit. It can be a marketing plan for you. And then also sales training. I'm a sales trainer that that's, I left the corporate world as a sales trainer and I love working with salespeople. So that's another way. And then on the PR aspect, I do digital PR and I can take people's press releases. I think you saw this in the presentation I did. Mm-hmm. Within half an hour, you can go to the top of Google News, not Google itself, maybe, but you know Google News. So I love using PR as uh, a tactic and a strategy to really help companies and people vault out ahead of, of the competition. That's fantastic, Barbara. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise. Uh, I really think you've got some great ideas. I'd love to have you back on the show in the future. Thank you so much for sharing today, Barbara. Well, you're welcome. It was great to be here. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.